Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. We're recording. And we're using a filter where I look blurry. Yeah, if you're if you're watching on you if you're watching a video, then we've Mateo and I have discovered uh, the touch up my appearance filter filter on Zoom. So are we putting these on YouTube? YouTube and on the Patreon too. Tyler's like putting the whole thing on the Patreon. Work okay. But now we're looking better. Yeah, I look like my skin looks so soft. Yep. This is what like Barbara Walters interviews <laughs> look like. Where she, you know, she's like, they lather Vaseline on lenses and like the lighting and stuff like that. Like, this is why people remember there's that like rumors about people wanting to get plastic surgery. So they looked like a Snapchat filter. Do you remember that? Do you ever hear about those? Where it was like, they wanted to look like the filter. This is why. Well, this filter doesn't change your appearance. It just softens it. Where Blows some Snapchat you. filters like make your eyebrows. You know, they have a new thing that, that women, and I'm sure men are doing too, where instead of a facelift where they like t- cut off your skin and pull back, they actually put a thread in like out and then in between your skin and then tighten it so it goes like this. <laughs> and a lot of young girls are doing it. So it like raises their eyebrow. Like see my eyebrow? It'll just go like, it'll go like that. So like these girls have like, their eyebrows are like this. That does actually look kind of. Is that like on well, me? On me, no. Oh, because yeah. it, it, for women, you know, it, there's like a yeah, 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 yeah. Is that for me? It's like have faces anymore after a while. It does. Yeah. Plastic surgeries become so like that look of plastic surgery, like the 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 swollen face has become so normalized. Mm-hmm. Like I think 15 years ago, if we saw what people looked like today we would be so confused like if yeah. you saw a kardashian 20 years ago what is it you'd be like oh my god get her to a doctor right away you've been stung by a bee that's what it would look like they looked, looked <laughs> you've been stung by a murder hornet she's having a yeah it looks like an allergic reaction the ashley because she's a makeup artist calls it pillow face it is it's, it's like the face is all puffed up and smoothed and you can't quite tell, but something doesn't look right. Have you seen someone with a bad um, face job? Ba- Madonna. Facelift. Hers is, is hers really bad? Let me see a picture. Uh, her recent work, she has a very shellacked look. Like her face is very swollen. I remember you and Tyler. Yeah. The, the one that, t- I, the worst face job I ever saw was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't look good on Madonna. The worst one I ever saw was when I went to couples therapy with the art therapist her therapist had was this face job that was like someone like snorted coke and then took out the scalpel because it was so not that plastic surgery means you're mentally unwell i mean we both got botox but like do you want a plastic surgeon or do you want a therapist who looks like the mask from saw it was it did look like that it was really extreme and she was really good but i did it was distracting because i talked Mm. to someone who's a professional therapist and she was talking about how she never tries to do anything that's like distracting or will give an indication of her personality or like what she you're supposed to be like a wall that they could bounce yeah exactly she said that she doesn't even like to wear like she doesn't even want her apple watch showing sometimes i don't wear clothes She's, I want I'm no naked. distractions. I I wear a <laughs> what are those blanket um blanket sheets that you could wear a snuggie. 
Yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah. I, would love a, I would love a therapist in one of those. I just wear a Snuggie. Mm, one time at my therapist, I could see a tiny little bit of cleavage, like the smallest amount. It was so small, but for, for some reason, it made me like, I was like weirded out, like that she had boobs. So I was just like. Weirded out or horny? Not attractive. Not, not, I was like, I, I did have an attractive therapist once years ago or attractive to me. I'm sure my therapist is beautiful, but it's not something for me. But years ago, I saw her like two times and I was like, I'm not. And I was living with my mom. This, I was in high, high school, I guess. Does and your mom like, see a therapist? Now she does. What does she say? She's like, okay, what is she? She's been seeing this therapist like on and off. And she's like, I told her to, I told my mom today, I said, I don't really feel like seeing the therapist because I don't really have anything new to talk to her about. And I haven't for a while so I feel like I'm bothering her with, I'm fixated on the same one thing that I've been talking about for like a year and a half. My mom's like, well, I relate to that. You know, I didn't have much new stuff for my therapist either. And then sometimes I would have the best sessions. So it's sometimes you have nothing. And then sometimes you have something that's probably better to do. So that, so I agreed with that. And then today I had a good session. What do you think your mom talks? Do you think she talks about you in therapy? I bet she talks about being worried about me. And then I bet she talks about my sister. Mm-hmm. Or I bet she'll, t- like, I know when my sister was trying to get, when we were having, when the baby was in the, um, like the prenatal unit, my mom said she was like going a lot. And then she was going to talk about, there was some like family stuff with some cousins that were like hurting her feelings. And she was like, she was like, I learned in therapy that it's not about this. It's actually about that. And then I can only control what I can control. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, your therapist sounds great. And she's like, no, I'm right. <laughs> like, she wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> did your mom, did word ever get back to her that you were doing a, uh, um, the, my favorite bit ever from this podcast ever was Uh-oh. doing the bit about your mother in Jurassic Park and Titanic. Did she your would mother- be so confused, Mateo? She'd be like, "What? You and your friend are talking about me? If I watched Jurassic Park and you guys thought it was funny, and I and if I was like, yeah, it was like, and then he's asking me like, what would you do? And she's like, well, I don't know what I would do. I've never been in that situation. Right? Can you call your mom right now and ask her? <laughs> Let's see. Put it on speakerphone and then put the what speaker I ask like specifically. Say, you know, we're talk I talk about you a lot of the podcasts and Matteo, my co-host, you know, asks like he's very intrigued by you or at least my interpretation of you and wants to know what you'd be how you would react if you were on the Titanic. And just say that. <laughs> I can so say that excited. one say, say that one more time. Just just what just say what she How would, should react if she was on the Titanic? Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her we're doing like a trivia thing. <laughs> I talked to her right before therapy too. So she, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm nervous. Hey, Mom. Mom? Hi. Hey. Um, I'm doing like, how you doing? Okay. I'm, you're doing your what? Oh, I'm doing a podcast. So we're doing like a trivia thing. But the question was this, and I move. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, you're doing a project. What? Well, we're doing. I'm doing a podcast with my friend Mateo, but we're doing a trivia thing. And the question was how our moms would react if they were on the Titanic, and I had no idea. So I was. I wanted to call and ask. Moms react if they were on the Titanic. How you how you would react if you were on the Titanic? Wow. I guess I'd have to figure out which cabin I was in. I mean, I would try to re- remain calm and g- go to my lifeboat. 
do what I was told. <laughs> That's um, a good answer. I, what I thought you said, I, what I, I was like, I think she'd be like, someone screwed up. But that's that's a good. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to. I mean, it, it's like, you know, obviously, first class passengers got treated better than other ones. But right. um, um, if I was like, you know, down below, way down below, when, you know, I was a crew member, I'd probably be having a totally different reaction. You know, True. get me out of here. True. But. Firstly, I'd probably be one of the more privileged ones. So that's probably how, I don't know, I, I, until I actually didn't get in the lifeboat. And then I don't know what I'd do. Have you I'd seen that go, movie? What? Have you seen the movie? The Titanic, sure. It was yeah. years ago. I mean, those people in there dressed up in their ball gowns mm -hmm. and pearls. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of a funny question because... That movie was so long ago. I know we were we've been playing like trivia, but you gave a great answer. That's a better answer than I gave. Oh, so thank you. Are I, you guys having dinner? We're just about to. Okay. Um, Tell Zeke I said hi. I will. All right. Love All right. You. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, bye bye. Oh, she's well, so sweet. Well, that was not the answer I was expecting. I know, but I've not <laughs> heard your mother. Voice, I think of her as the Marge Simpson that you do like that. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. But I understand. I see the essence. I see what you mean. Like the, like you know, because I bet you if we call my yeah, mom, my I mom would say, her. "Oh God, if I was on the Titanic, I would panic." I would, you know, it's, it's all emotion based. Your mother went straight to like very pensive, very like, "Well, let's think." Okay, I would, right. If I, I would be do, I would do what I was told. If I was in the first class cabin, I suppose that I would be I would be better off. If I was in the bottom cabin. I mean, you know, I mean, she was very analytical about it. It's like almost zero. Like um, she didn't react on emotion, which right. is the, which is the antithesis of what means to be Italian. Right, For Italian. You don't think logically. You react only on emotion. Like which I, I relate to. Which is why I get along so well with Italians. I almost said Italians. Right. What would what your mom do? Should we call her and ask? First of all, I am shocked my mom didn't ask more about why in the all holy hell we would be talking about that. <laughs> all right, let me call my mom. Can you hear? Yeah, I feel like they must think we're so weird. I mean, it is what it is. This is so funny. I also want to hear what my Aunt Cindy was She goes, you doing a project? Hi, Ma. Okay, so I'm on the podcast right now, and we just asked Emma's mom what she would do if she was on the Titanic, and so now I'm asking you the same thing. What would you do if you were on the Titanic? You mean just that open question, if I'm on the Titanic, no other details? Right, you're on the Titanic. What? And oh, you know sinking. How you know how, yeah, while it's sinking, what would you, like, it, the iceberg struck, go. Iceberg struck. I'm by myself. I'm on the Titanic. I'm hoping they're going to put me on a boat because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I guess. It, I, I mean, go ahead. It depends. Am I Rose? Am I Jack? Am I who am I? Uh, you're you're that 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 cunt of a mother that Rose had. <laughs> oh. I've never said that word. That's a terrible word. Yeah, my mom hates uh, that word, but whatever. Wait, uh, well, if I'm her, then I would knock everybody out of the way and <laughs> jump into one of those boats. Children, babies, doesn't matter, and jump into one of those boats. 
and save myself. Right, because she's a bitch. Correct. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Just want. What if you were like Thank some? You. Ita- realistically, you'd be some Italian woman on the bottom of the boat with seventeen kids. What would you do then? I put all my kids on the boat and I'd stay back. Okay. Well, what? My, you're. Oh, you. I told you, Emma. The emotion. It's emo. It's. That's sweet. She, Emma said that's sweet. She can't. I don't think my mom. Her kids. Oh my God. I mean, a mother would just save her children. Period. Right. That's well, you could save yourself too. Women and children. You don't gotta be a mar. You just throw your kids on a boat and leave me. <laughs> well, if there's room for me, I'll go. Okay. If there's not room for me, my seventeen children go. <laughs> take, take the lasagna. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ma. I'll call you later. Thank you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. That's so funny. I told it's you. It's such a weird question, though. Like, that's so... It is a weird I wouldn't know question. how to answer. If someone asked me that out of the blue, I'd be like, I, I would just be... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to go... They, uh, they were quick on the uptake and not asking a lot of questions about such a... Such I a almost want to hear what my Uncle Mike would say. What's I should your... call my... Should I just... Is this interesting to call my family? Hey, guys, look. Sometimes the episodes are more absurd than others. In between right. calling, did you see the picture of Adele? Oh, my God. We'll talk about that yeah. afterwards. All right. That's my Anthony and my Uncle Mike. Hi, Uncle Mike. You're on the podcast right now with me and Emma. Oh, hello, Emma. How are you? I'm all right, Mike. How she, you doing? She said she's all right. She's she. You can't hear her because I'm doing it with headphones. But we have a question for you. You and Aunt Cindy. So we're asking people this question. So it's a very open-ended question. So just answer however you want to answer, okay? So if you were on the Titanic, when it struck the iceberg, how would you react? Well, you know me, Matt. Uh, I would make sure that my wife and any children or other women got to, you know, get in, in the lifeboats mm-hmm. and go from there. I mean, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a type of guy that would, you know, push all that forward and worry about me last. Yeah. See, you're a hero. Um, well, I don't want to be a hero. That's just what men should do. But here, let me get my wife here. Oh, Cindy's on a, on a zoom oh, with, sh- um, her, friends there's one of their birthdays and they're gonna sing happy birthday y'all got an individual little cake with a candle oh <laughs> that's cute all right well we'll tell her we'll ask her this question later yeah that sounds good and i hope you and emma are staying healthy and doing okay we are I'll call, I'll call you guys in a little bit oh you take care Matt. all right bye bye, bye emma bye yeah. Mike. okay it's course, tough that, too. That, that's that's a good answer. You know, I do the right, right thing. I make sure that my wife and my children, and I don't, I don't want to be a hero, but this is what the men should do. And that, you know, can you it's hear tough. his accent? Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's South Side Irish Chicago. It's tough too because like, yeah, I mean that's like a level of like where you're like, I mean the, the, where you're like, oh, we're all gonna die. So it's it makes it less like. Uh, it's almost like if you have more hope, it makes you more desperate because there's more of a chance of survival. So you're like, ah, I got to save myself in that I guess situation. Jurassic Park's a funnier question. I don't know if she'd be able to answer Jurassic Park, though. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, she, I wonder if she's even, I was surprised she's even seen that movie. Titanic? 
Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I, we used to go to the movies. When did that come out? When we were in high school? I was 13. So we were in seventh. I was in seventh grade. So 1999. Oh my like God. That. Yeah. So I think I was in like eighth grade. So to go to the movies, we'd have to drive like an hour. There's no closer movie theater. So my mom, like someone's parents would have to drive them and like a couple oh kids. My- Really? I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. The closest movie theater was half an hour away, but that one only had two theaters in it. So if you want to go to like a movie, you had to go an hour to this town called Bangor that was like pretty underwhelming. Like it was like the mall and I think maybe like a TGI Fridays. They definitely had an Olive Garden. That's where like people would go before prom. Oh my God. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to love the freaking Olive Garden. I, yeah, I'm trying to think where I grew up in. So I grew up in Arlington Heights, Illinois, which is the northwest suburb of Chicago. And we had one, two, three, four. We had so many, maybe like almost 10 movie theaters within like. We had a dollar movie theater. We had like a big movie theater. We had a movie theater for a dollar. What the hell movies did they play at that? Like the ones they made there? It was in Buffalo Grove and it was like movies that were out months ago. They kept them going and you just pay a dollar and you go in the city. That's that's sweet. Yeah, it's for kids to go make out and stuff in the back. Right. But that's like, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, BG. I, I have no idea if that theater still exists. But I mean, there was just, you know, you could go. Yeah, you know, I. Maybe Diners. it was like a front operation or something. Um, in Buffalo Grove? No, I don't. I think it was just like, who knows? I don't know how they made any of their fucking money. Dollar like a the, movie. Was, yeah, I remember the Dollar Theater. We could go to like to BG. I remember I saw this horrible movie once on a date. I was with this guy named Ryan who uh, was really sweet. And we watched um, the Amy Sedaris show, Strangers with Candy. And we would go back and watch it and make out. How old were you? I was probably 19 or something. Would you ever be scared going on those dates? Like, would you be scared that people were going to react to you guys weird? Not so much in Chicago. I mean, most, most of my, once I turned 15, my life went from the suburbs just to the city. Right. So then I was living and all my friends were in the city. And I mean, I didn't come out till I was 18 and, I felt safe in Chicago, but I think even it's funny, live, even living in New York, going back to Chicago, you can feel it is a little more closed minded. Even though Chicago is like very liberal too. Oh, New York's mid- just like. I think they're just more puritanical in the sense that it's the Midwest. The, the imports of people living in Chicago are of the Midwest. It's like, you know, Ohio, Michigan. It, and it's all this kind of like Midwest corn fed, like, you know, upbringings in, a, in right. a lot of ways. And so I think people aren't used to seeing gay people. That was also, I'm ta- I'm, this is speaking of 10 plus years ago. Right. So, I mean, I mean, maybe it's completely different now living in, I'm sure it is, you know, I'm, I'm sure it is. But Pride Parade was always a huge thing. Like I think a million people came to Pride in Chicago and like it was overwhelmed and like record breaking and stuff. So, you know, that's probably because people were there. That was the destination for people that were in the middle of the country. That's close to pride for them to get to what's going to happen with pride now. Cause the New York one's canceled. Obviously. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Are, is it going to be like, are people going to be on zoom? Like what are, is there going to be like things? I'm you know, gays are very creative people, uh, queer people, LGBTQI. We'll find, we'll find a way. It's we'll sad. Find a way to that celebrate. is kind of sad. That's kind of a bummer about pride. Not that it, I was a huge partier, but it was fun. 
Yeah, I was just actually on Sydney Marie's podcast, Unofficial Expert, talking about how I, I feel anxiety with pride. Pride is a st- pride's stressful. I mean, it literally, in New York, there's a lot of layers to it. Like, there was one time I was stuck in oh, pride. Oh, my Aunt Cindy's calling. Oh, let's see it. Okay. All right. Aunt Cindy, you're on with me and Emma. Well, hi, you and Emma. Hi. So you can't hear Emma because uh, I'm on headphones, but we had a question for you that we've asked my mom, Uncle Mike, and her mom. It's just kind of an open-ended question. It doesn't really make sense, so we just want you to answer how sure. you would react if you were on the Titanic when it got struck. How would I react? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'd be <laughs> screaming my head off. <laughs> and I'd try to find somebody that knows how to swim. I don't know how to swim. Oh my god! That's, and you don't want to get your hair wet. And I don't want to get my hair wet, especially in salt water. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'd be a crazy person, probably. I think. <laughs> your hair. I said. Well, I'll, side note, Emma, I've never seen my aunt Cindy's hair wet ever. Really? And you never shall in your lifetime. Why? What happens? It scares small children and animals. <laughs> <laughs> animals think it's its home and then exactly and then things come flying out of it bees and these killer wasps i'm afraid of them oh, yeah <laughs> these killer wasps they get in my hair there's no telling they won't get out <laughs> actually your hair might be the defense america needs from the killer hornets there you go send cindy go <laughs> you just like bend your head forward so it's going against the iceberg <laughs> Um, It'll be like having a vaccine for the COVID. Yeah. And then I guess our second question is, how would you react if you were in Jurassic Park? Oh. uh, These are tough questions. I know. These are tough. I would like better, I think, than the Titanic. You'd like Jurassic? You would like dinosaurs better than the Titanic? (laughs) I'd rather be, yeah, I'd rather be trying to run away from dinosaurs and velociraptors or whatever they're called than um, the Titanic, yeah. Because I can't swim. I'm so afraid of, like, drowning. But running away from dinosaurs or just seeing them would be cool, but it'd be scary. But <laughs> I'd rather, so. I, I, dinosaurs would be so that scary. She, that she thinks dinosaurs are so scary. Because you don't know what angle they're coming from. You don't know what angle they're coming from. Right, like, like, uh... Newman discovered that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he was on that. Like, ah, no wonder you're extinct. You're <laughs> stupid. And then <laughs> he must have gotten paid so much for that you movie. Lesson, Emma, right? Yeah, you learned lessons. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, Aunt Cindy, you've answered our question. I'm very grateful. Um, and then you, me, Megan, and Kelly are zooming tomorrow, right? Yes, we are. Okay. I have it on my calendar. All right. I had to check my schedule, man. <laughs> I'm free. I know. Every time my manager's like, are you available? I just write back, why are you asking this question? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me check my schedule. Well, give Emma a hug for me. I will. Emma's, Emma yeah. says she, she's waving right now to you. Oh, Thank you, Aunt Cindy. Hug for Emma. Appreciate it. I wore it. your guy's shirt the other day outside. It got hot. I was doing yard work. And I wore my Inside the Closet t-shirt. Oh, thanks, Aunt Cindy. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll chat tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Good, Matt. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. You've never I... seen her with her hair wet. <laughs>
Emma, you've not ever spent any time with Italian women. Y- no. Yeah, I didn't. That's crazy. My, now, I've seen her get her hair wet when she... Now, my, you have to understand, my Aunt Cindy is Italian and Mexican, okay? Right. My Aunt Cindy... Now, my mom has really thick hair, but my right. Aunt Cindy has really thick and really curly hair her hair is like she has to go to like a specialist to mm. get her hair done like she had like you've met her she's got like right. the biggest hair in the world and um so it's it when she does her hair you know because it's so thick you actually can't wash it like real many times you can wash it but you can't wash it like every day right because it needs the oils to keep it healthy so um she has like a whole like a system and like she washes her hair i think like the her her and her hair person tell her how many times she's supposed to do it or so she doesn't get her hair wet a lot and so when we huh. go swimming right so she loves tanning but when we go swimming, not in a tanning bed right <laughs> no well oh. actually we did in high school i did in high school too oh my god yeah my oh, oh, come with us <laughs> I did in high school too. I used to smoke cigarettes on my way to the tanning bed. Ugh, God. My, my Aunt Cindy caught me smoking when I was in eighth grade and didn't tell on me, which I Ooh, thought, okay, is that right the best? That's, that's like not for, snitching. Forever. But I love like the, the, like, you know, you get like, okay, my Aunt Cindy, right? Her reaction was I'd scream and go crazy and go, like, <laughs> I'm. Like, I wouldn't want to get my hair wet. I'll tell you that. Was, and her sure. biggest concern is she doesn't want to get her hair wet. I love I like can't your, swim. your mother was very analytical and very, well, if I was this, I would do that. And I would follow the rules. And I would, like, it's very exactly how you describe her. And I told you, my aunt Cindy, it, there's all emotion. Sometimes my mom gets frazzled, but it's still not super emotional. Like when she gets, yeah, it's just not, a, that's just not, I guess it's just, that's like a nature or nurture thing. It was just like. It's always, she'll be even keeled and then she'll get like frustrated. Mm-hmm. That's how it'll be. Even if she's sad, if she's sad, she'll be like, I need a minute, which is good. Have which you seen good. your mom cry? Yes. Not like a ton though. One time I saw her cry. This hurt my heart so, it was so scary. It was so scary. I was cooking and she, I was cooking and I took this glass, I was baking something. I went through this like phase where I liked baking for like three days. Baking something in this, <laughs> in this glass casserole tray thingy. I don't even know what they're called. And I take it out of the oven and I turn and I, she had like a stone table. And I turn and right before I put it on, she was trying to say like, no, don't put the hot thing on that for some reason. And as I put it down, it just exploded. And it was like shards of, and it was like a thick thing. So it was like thick shards of glass just went fly. And we were both looking at it because she was like, no. And I'm like putting it down. So these thick pieces of glass just go shooting. None of them hit our face. Like it was, or like stabbed us at all. Like it was like, literally like there's like gla- like the part of the glass that's like glossed over would like bounce off a forehead or this. We were 100% unscathed and it was so dangerous and scary and so much good luck. So after it happened, and it was this loud, like, boom! And we were, like, we were, I was like, what happened? And then we were both like, are you okay? Are you okay? And there's, like, glass everywhere. And then we're looking, and we're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay. You're okay. And then afterwards, we, I remember she just, we both just, I don't remember if I cried, but I saw her crying because we were, like, so shocked and scared. And then we, were like, right. could not believe that we didn't have glass, like, sticking out of our, look on our eye. Like, it was and I remember her crying at that, and I was like, I made me, I felt so bad. Oh my God. Wouldn't that have been awful? 
Yes. I wonder why it fucking exploded. It was just like a heat thing. I don't know what, why I did that. I have seen my mom and Aunt Cindy cry so much, but not like cry and like like this type of crying. Well, right. my Aunt Cindy was flipping, flipping through the channels and landed on Forrest Gump. It was a, like the middle of the movie. Ear jerker. For like two, for 20 seconds, Aunt Cindy's crying. Like, that movie's are, a tear jerker. I know, like we just were flipping through. Oprah was on not minutes ago. She's like, I right. like this movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember being with my aunt Nikki. My aunt Nikki used to watch us all the time when she still lived like right by us. And so we were watching Beauty and the Beast, and right at the very end, my aunt Nikki started sobbing during Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, God, every I then I just thought every single person cries during movies. I'm like, oh no, I think it's just like these Italian women. They get really, does Uncle Mike cry? I've only seen my Uncle Mike cry once and it's when the White Sox won the World Series. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen my mom cry at a movie, but Forrest Gump was like, that, that movie, because I wasn't allowed to see it and then I didn't get it or I, didn't, I wasn't into it. And then when I watched it years later, I was like, holy fuck. This was, I should rewatch that. I don't know if I like Forrest Gump. I got to rewatch it. I would like skip around. Like it was like too intense. I think I had like intimacy issues watching it. I like Sally Field, but I also love like Sally, Sally Field in anything. Me By too. Way, I love Anthony's her. Obsessed with I Sally. I love her. Obsessed. She, now that's a great actress. Yes. Have you ever seen Steel Magnet? Oh, they're clapping right now. We're not clapping. They're not doing that in Louisiana. Every day at seven p.m., New Yorkers come out their windows and clap and cheer. Do you and guys? Now- See the? Do you see the doctors and nurses like walking by, or they just know that you're doing it? Places where there's hospitals nearby, they walk by. They do it in Washington Heights, so Bob sees them walking down the street. Oh, that's really, nice. Yeah, it's emotional. And um, now someone has a pot and pan, so when I open the window every night, it's like ding, 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 ding. And then that's some, nice. Some guy plays a different song every night, blasts out his window, and. I don't like this song, but every once in a while it'll be, and I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. I'm like, this is the Upper East Side. That was really good. Thank you. That was really good. I'm surprised they're playing that in the Upper East Side. Yeah, you would think it would be more like, um, I don't even, I can't even think, what's an Upper East Side song? Classical music? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. I miss the Upper East Side. I miss New York so much. Girl, come back. Come back to New York. Well, well, don't when come I, back right now. <laughs> I, did Benning, I did Bennington, the radio program, and I was like, yeah, I really miss New York. And he was like, Emma, I'm in New York, and I miss New York. And I was like, right, 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 right. Like, yeah. You know Ron what I mean? has the best. I know. He's good. That's, that's good. He, this Ron Bennington does radio five days a week for like two, three hours a day. That never misses a beat. That's yeah, a lot of talking. He's a smart guy. That's yeah. You gotta see. That's what we, people might not realize. You gotta have all this info. Like someone says something, then you can like pull some reference. That's like you gotta be. Re- that's reading. I don't even know what else the hell that is. He's also very good. Like I'll talk about like you know I was going to my references of like Liza or Kay Thompson or like really obscure. Like they become even more obscure, and he knows all of them. Like who's Kay Thompson? Like, Kay Thompson was Liza Minnelli's godmother, who was an entertainer, like a club singer, very famous in the 50s and 60s. And she was best friends with Judy Garland. And she was kind of this, like, you know, smoker, tough lady, wore gloves, fashionista woman, you know. Yeah, I would have never known that. Right. She had long arms. Hmm. You see videos of her. Her arms could literally, like, touch Jupiter. 
I remember when he was on, or when he had, he had me and the art therapist on one time. Cause I told him when I was dating art, the art therapist, he was like, art therapy, like what's that? And then he was, or he knew what it was. And then I was like, oh, you should meet her. And then he was like, come on the show. So we went on the show and he was like bringing up all these references about therapy and art. And when we left, she was like, that guy really knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's smart. He's smart he's as hell. Smart. I love Gail. Gail's um, his daughter. I can't believe we've been talking. Wait, how long have we been recording for? Just real quick, because I want to know. <laughs> so what did you think about the Adele picture? Were you shocked when oh, you saw I, that? I wasn't shocked. I mean, good really? for her. She I lost- was shocked. She well, did it so quick, though, and she looks so- her face looks different. It doesn't even look. She was unrecognizable. I, I don't think she was unrecognizable. I think that she, I know that she had lost uh, a considerable amount of weight when photos came out like a couple months ago. Right. So it just seems like she's like on a, a journey with her body and I hope she's happy and healthy and. I mean, when, good for her. Like that's amazing. That is, that's so making lifestyle changes. Like that's so hard to do and like mm-hmm. incorporate, but I didn't recognize her at all. Like that, her face, I'd had to look at it for a little bit because her face just didn't look, I was like, okay, this is what happened. Adele didn't want to be in entertainment anymore or she died. So they got a fill-in, said she lost a bunch of weight. This is the stand-in who's going to... Are you starting the Adele conspiracy theory? That's what I was thinking when I first saw it, because I was like, that's not the same person. But if they were going to do that, they'd get someone that looked even more like her, so no one would be thinking that. Now, I want to know what you think of this, because uh, we need to have Chloe on the show. Chloe Hillard, who's a good friend of both mm-hmm. of ours, who's a... I love Chloe so much. I can't... She's such a funny comedian. If you guys are not following Chloe Hillard, she... I mean, funny, funny, funny. I think it's Chloe underscore Hill- Hillard. Hilliard. Hilly- Hilly- it looks like Hilliard. Hillard. Yeah, Hillard. So she's wrote, written a book called Fuck Your Diet and Other Things and Thighs. Uh, and Other Things uh, My Thighs Tell Me. So she's got a, a book about body and health and diet. And, yeah, and- she lost a bunch of weight, didn't she? Well, she just uh, talked about I forget about, about that. Right. She, she, she did. Talks- I, I forget about that. And she, but she did it over a long period, uh, a good amount of time. Well, she wrote this today, so I'm interested to see what you think about it. She said, folks celebrating and acknowledging Adele for the first time because of her weight loss is exactly what people who are bigger mean when they say society doesn't see them. Mm. Hashtag F your diet, which I thought was very profound Mm. for her to say that we make big deals about people who lose weight. But here's the thing that I I think people also make big deals not in a good way when people gain weight. So if she looked right. like this and then she emerged with, she gained a bunch of weight, I think people would be like, what the hell? It'd be like well, Adele, Adele spiral into destruction, which isn't right. Like that, I guess it's like, I guess it is what she's saying where it's like, they're not being seen. They're just being seen as, oh, there must be some problem when it could easily not be that at all. Right. I noticed like tabloids, for example, always, whenever someone loses weight, it's always like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's always like this sort of like how she did it. Totally like, celebrated. I mean? And look, here's the thing. When you lose weight or you're on a diet or you're gaining muscle or you, whatever your your body transformation is, it's one, a very personal thing. And two, it is something you want people to celebrate. Like, right. you know, when I decided I was going to change my body and and make huge sacrifice and, and go to the gym and completely change my diet and not go out, not to, not do all the stuff that I used to do, you know, I appreciate people complimenting me because I right. I went through something that was I didn't think that I could do and I did it. Right. So, you know, and that's just one example of many. People lose weight, people get surgery, people get whatever. 
you know, so I think, um, I think it makes sense that people are going to talk about it. I'm sure Adele feels good and wants to feel good. And so it's it probably tricky feels though. nice. It probably feels nice, but also probably feels like scary because then with someone, it's so magnified when you're that famous. So now it's like, God, I just would hope that she doesn't feel like trapped in it because then think of all that pressure. If it's like, oh, like if it's someone so who's like weights yo-yoing and then all of a sudden they're really thin, then people are, like, I remember when I, when I, the time that I was like the thinnest where it was, I had been kind of gradually like losing weight-ish kind of, but then I went on Adderall and I went away to high school for a little bit and I started playing on a sports team. So all of a sudden I go away, come back and I hadn't seen people for like five months and everyone was like, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I remember thinking like, I didn't realize I looked that bad before. Right. And then I started kind of like yo-yo dieting because I was like, I was like, oh, I want to stay thin and that it just gets, so I can't imagine it being in her, because I think that people would, I'm sure were making like comments to her when she was bigger about her weight, but she looked great when she was curvy too. Well, she's always looked good. She's just a beautiful, good. beautiful girl. But I think, yeah, that's the other part too, is like people, like when I started changing and people would say things, my immediate thought was, what did I look like before? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. it was, you know, and then people- right. It's interesting how people will comment on your weight and body without you saying you want them to. Oh, not, and I'm not talking about a compliment, but like people will say things like, I remember when I was really thin. So you have, I have to remember, I'm 5'9". I weigh 165 pounds now. But 10 years ago, I weighed 135. So I was very, very thin. And I do have a very, very high metabolism. And I got more comments from women usually than I did men hmm. about my body. And I didn't ask them for hmm. comments about my body. And people were constantly telling me about what I look like, how I look, what they thought. what the, And I was like, I don't remember saying that I wanted you to talk about how I look. You have no idea. I wonder if I people feel. do that as much to a straight man. I think it's because a lot of times women feel very like entitled to the body of a gay man because it's more of like the way the media will spin it like the gay best friend like it's kind of like uh goes with your shopping bag so then right. it's like makes you feel more comfortable kind of being like like just like commenting and touching i know we remember like almost two years ago now we had mike kelton on remember we were talking about i forget i'm totally botching the phrasing of it but about how much he was talking about like sometimes women would be like touching him mm -hmm. and it definitely i wonder Which, by the if, way it goes the other way i know many gay men who think that's true you're right boobs, you're right you're right and it's that's like true. just because right. you're gay doesn't mean you can you're right. touch me get off you know, right. it goes both ways that's true that's but definitely I feel true you're right it's less discriminated against that's not the right word it's less like frowned upon if a woman if a woman's commenting on someone else's body versus a, if like if a man is commenting on a woman's body like the comments that i would get are why do your thighs look so thin you know what i mean oh it's like and that literally come up to me and say that and it's like can you imagine if i said to you commented on any part of your body like right. i would be written up in a blog so quickly i thought that it would be compliments so it wasn't always compliments no, I was, I, I, it's not, it wasn't, it, sometimes it wasn't compliments or criticism. It was just an observation. Right. And then it was left open-ended in me to be like, what, what? Like I had a friend, Rachel Shuji was always like, hey, chicken legs. And I'm like, maybe <sighs> don't. Maybe don't. I'm a, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's like can you imagine if someone like walked in like what up elephant thighs right 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 like excuse me right right we got a big problem it does go both ways with the touching you're right i remember pete davidson had a joke about i didn't get to watch a special yet but he had a joke in his special about uh that Mm -hmm. gay guys touching women's although i'm trying to think if i i feel like that's not as common anymore I think people are well. Who knows? Or maybe I don't, I don't go either. out as much as I used to. Like maybe we're maybe, older, also. Maybe we're older. Older people. Right. So people aren't like, yeah, being as touchy. I mean, yeah, it's probably us not going out. Also, I would. I've been watching these videos online called like React, hmm. and it's where they get like sixteen-year-olds and they have to guess like. 90s snacks 90s tv shows 90s that's so movies. fun and it's fun but as i'm watching i'm like i'm old right there was this thing where there it was like two teenage guys try to learn to use a rotary phone and they're like banging it on their head like what how do you turn it on what's cool where's the live stream and then when i was watching that i was like Ugh. They, you remember those IMAX when they first came out? They were like the computers, but they had colors on them. Yeah. Like when it was my red mom had one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, kind of transparent, like yeah. you could see inside. <laughs> right. So they had kids play with it, and that they were like, they all were saying the same thing, like, what is this? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, this is so, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I remember seeing those in like my school library thinking, yes. like, we have arrived. Yes, totally. This, the future is here and we're ahead of the curb. This is like from another world. I remember thinking that too when my mom got one. I remember just, I, I wanted to, I would like run home to try to play God knows what on it because I was like, I'm playing from the future. Right. <laughs> there, do you remember the computer game Mist at all? I remember the name. What was it about? Wait, we should look up things from the 90s. I love the 90s. I'm going to look up um, how you know. What year were you born? 1985. 1985. Are more people going out in New York? Like when you're walking around, do you see more people? I mean, I also like haven't left my house. Right. Um, okay. If you check off ni- 39 to 48, you're a true 90s kid. This is a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. So... Oh, this is like visual. I'm trying to see like 32 things that you remember if you're a kid in the 90s. 25 ways you know you're a child of the 90s. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Number one. Oh, I guess I should start from the bottom, right? 25. You won't admit it, but you miss your trapper keeper. Oh, my God. Remember the trapper wow, keeper? Wow. Yeah, of course. I forgot about those. Do kids yeah. not have trapper keepers anymore? I haven't heard that term in years. 90 years. Yeah. I, I, like a binder. Like remember the binder? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I haven't missed it because I forgot it existed. But now that you mention it, I want one. I remember, and it just was like shoved with paper and shit. Yeah, what so was much the, crap. Like, bring your binder around. You carry your binder. Right. Make sure you have your binder. Well, you your couldn't put all your paper. notes in your phone, so you had all that. We didn't have phones. Right. Right. It's middle school. You know. Well, I remember the Nokia like big ones of those. Remember those? And you could yes. put the color on the front of it. Yes, and I remember yeah. seeing text messaging for the first time when I was 16. My uh, friend at the time, Sean, was messaging a girl named Lauren. Mm. All right, 24. You really wish that Jumanji was a real game. I mean... Wait, what I was, was Jumanji again? Come on. I remember the movie. I remember the movie. Yeah, with Robin Williams and like the... Yeah, the yeah, game yeah, and it yeah, comes yeah. I never alive. got into it. Didn't get into it. 23. You remember heading to the video store to rent videos, not DVDs. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, and the snacks, remember you'd be up there and you're like, oh, I don't know, milk duds. Mm. Yeah, milk totally. Duds. Yeah, well, I wouldn't want milk duds, but they would, I, what the hell would I want? Sour Patch What's Kids. Your, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Reese's Kids. Pieces or Sour Patch Kids? I, oh, that's really tough. Or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, rather. Not, you know. That's so tough because they're so different. I guess you're watching a movie Sour Patch Kids because there's more of them, but Reese's Cups are more satisfying. Sour Patch Cups is like you're never, it never ends until your mouth hurts. Right. And it hurts. Yeah. That's, and you can like try to suck on them, but it's like, it's just, you're just so good. Ripping up the, I haven't had a Sour Patch Kid in. No, we, a, a big Sour Patch Kid? I don't, I like the original Sour Patch Kids. I don't like the watermelons. I couldn't agree more. I'll like tolerate the watermelons, but I like wasn't happy about it. But the big ones, I was like, no, that's not how that's not how it works. Like, I'm no, I can't take a bite of it. The ratio of g- gummy yes. sweetness to yes. the sourness is yes. off. Completely agree. I also love nerds. Loved, oh, I loved nerds. I loved now nerds. If I could go, but nerds, I think I didn't register as. I mean, I knew they were candy because I'm kind of as we're talking about. I remember after school would be like. I could like get a piece of candy. I don't know who was telling me I could do that or whatever it was. Maybe it was even younger than that. Like if I was going to a friend's house, like, okay, now you guys can get a piece of candy before whatever. And I would get nerds. Then I had a friend that would get like a Milky Way or whatever, but nerds. And then they, they're in the two little compartments. Yes. And you open one compartment at a time, but if you don't close it right, then the nerds are falling on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still have those? Yeah. My uncle Mike used to give me and my cousins a dollar each and then my cousin Michael would walk all of us. We would go to the White Hen. We used to there used to a place called White Hen in Chicago. It was like a, like a general store. I mean, like a, a quickie mart. Like what's it right. called? Um, Seven Eleven. Right. And I would buy the nerds, pink, purple. Mm-hmm. We would also go to buy X Men cards. I love how they have colors. Like we think that, that that's a flavor. Like I it's know. like, but we Same know shit. it's we know too. We're like, oh, purple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. No, I don't want the red ones. But it's like. It's just sugar. By the way, of the times, too, that our parents just let us as kids go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was getting a piece of candy, too. That must have been, like, here's your money. Here's, here's your money. Here's what you can get. My dad always used to give me a little, like, lunch budget at the beginning of the week. And he would put it out for each day of the week. And then once he would leave the room, I would take it all out of the little envelopes and put it in one, one lump and go buy pot. <laughs> so... This, I don't know if kids still have anymore because of streaming videos and stuff, but this was very important to 80s and 90s kids. 22, it was worth getting up early on weekends to watch cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that and I would want to watch cartoons for hours and I remember my parents being like, you know, turn off the TV and go play outside or whatever and I was like, no, because this is on and this is on and I like wanted to watch that TV just being in my pajamas watching TV for like six hours. Yeah, after so Saturday morning, what were your two favorites? What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Because I know I don't mine. Remember, I I really don't remember. I remember I love the Power Rangers, but I don't. Were they Saturday morning? I remember watching Power Rangers at night or at the afternoon, like after school. I don't. Yeah, remember I don't remember. Sometimes we would. Sometimes we would. I remember we talked about Wishbone. I remember we would tape Wishbone, and then we got to watch it on Saturday. But then that meant we wouldn't get to watch the cartoons. I don't because I don't think we were allowed to watch TV during the weekday. 
I loved when we would watch. So my brother, sister, and I would wake up early. If we're at my cousin's house, which we usually were, my sister and I were up first. Kelly always woke up last, and we would watch Winnie the Pooh Adventures. Nice. Um, they used to reboot. Do you remember reboot? The ABC. Oh, no. was it good? I mean, it was. It was fine. Reboot was a. It was the first three D animated cartoon show, mm. and it was about like what's inside your computer. So like there was characters. Like there was. This I remember. Cafe. Right. Everyone was green. Remember green or yep. blue. And so the game would come in, and then they'd have to play the game. Um, and then X Men the animated series. I mean, that was my life force. X Men. I don't think I, we never watched X Men, but my brother would watch it. I. I would love to just watch cartoons and eat nerds. Could you imagine? Just for like a day Heaven. or something. I mean, Heaven. I've definitely watched TV for a day, but I haven't done that like or a full day of like, just, I haven't done that since I think I was kind of on the road somewhere and I was sick because I haven't been sick since we've been on lockdown. So then I haven't like- I have. Had, I haven't had that stay in bed experience. Um, this one, I think I remember. It says 21. You remember when your school banned slam books? <laughs> What's slam books? I don't know that, but I do remember being the school band, like being a big thing. This, a comedian, oh, I'm going to mess up his joke. I don't, if you get a chance to watch a comedian named Danny Jollis, he has a joke about marching band that's, and being in band that's really good. I'm not going to try to paraphrase it. But I'm it's looking, really good. What does slam books mean? Ready? A slam book is a notebook commonly in a spiral bound, which is passed among children and teenagers. The keeper of the book starts by posing a question, and the book is then passed around for the project. So I do remember this because mm. girls had slam books. Girls would always have a, a notebook, and they would, they would write these long notes to each other and then get, give it to the other girlfriend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then and I would always say- notes. And I would say, tell Mateo, say Mateo said hi. Um, Did you ever get in trouble for passing notes? Because you remember that where they'd be like, blah, 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 and my Mateo passing notes. And then the teacher like saw who had it would come over and take it and then sometimes read it in front of the class. I didn't have enough friends to pass notes, I don't think. If, you were, if we were in school, we would have passed notes. because. But my school was so small, it would usually be like someone, you just pass it to the person right next to you. And me and this girl, Sarah Herrick, used to pass notes. And so they moved our desk and then we would like, ask people to pass the note down which is very bold because at any point someone could have been like no and i'm fucking reading it okay right. and it's about me now i hate i'm spike your lunchbox but <laughs> we used to always do that and we would get in trouble and the teacher wouldn't read them but she would collect the notes and then at like the end of the year she'd like give all the notes to our parents or something oh my god <sighs> horrible teacher all right, right this one's this one's amazing dunkaroos were the bagged lunch must have fucking loved junk i never my mom never packed those but i loved them oh, so much god i uh, fucking like i'd break kind, my like, hand for a dunkaroo it was like a white frosting funfetti and you dip shut it down you know what i'm gonna bring those in my back pocket and if i'm having a bad show when comedy starts back up again i think i'm just, just gonna give I them out I think they're like dis. What's the I word? I think you're right. Discontinued. I think so too. I know they are actually because I did like a deep dive once where I was like, "What the hell happened to Dunkaroos?" Uh, Nineteen. You predicted your future career playing. Oh yeah, um, Mash. Remember Mansion? Yeah. Apartment. Uh, something in house. What was the S for? Mansion, apartment, shack, or house? I remember. Yeah, I think that was it. And marriage. Oh, marriage. Oh. Playing house and marriage by playing match. I forget what they stood for, but you would do, you know, like, who are you going to marry? Oh, yeah, 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 that thing. Mm -hmm. Right, the little hand, if you can't, if you're listening, that little, like, hand, 
Oxygon. I know you I'm bet- saying the wrong thing, but uh oh um whatever they were called i if you there was this crime show i watched recently where the killer would pick who he's gonna kill based off of one of them uh or not origami but it's like a fortune tellers they were called fortune tellers i think yeah um and life is crazy think of all these memories we have and then we got a you know what all things considered lord willing we have a bunch more but like these is the, it's just like life is crazy. Cause while this is happening, we weren't like, oh, we're going to reminisce about this someday while we're quarantined. I know. In Louisiana, this, New York. This, I'm just going to read through a couple because it's a bunch. So I kind of okay. get to the top 10. Ring Pops, Macarena, yep. Tamagotchi, Nano Pet, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Beanie Babies, Lisa Frank, oh my and God. <laughs> uh, Slammers. Remember Slammers on yeah, your list? Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> yep. Um, pogs pogs yeah uh, you have to oh you'll never forget your first boom box you know the real meaning of tgif yep meaning like Urkel thank god it's friday step by step and full house oh yeah yeah okay on. yeah oh. um you always dream of being slimed yeah i i wanted to be slimed yep um goosebumps and uh your aol profile had to be perfect you know all these shows. Keenan and Kel, Doug, Rock Was Modern Life, and Rocket Power. I didn't have no Rocket Power. I don't know Rocket Power either. But Keenan and, and Kel, I did know. And we, I've, I've seen, um, not Keenan, Kel, right? Kel, no, yes. Yeah, talk- I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen him around. He was working the college circuit. And yeah, I, was, I thought he was hot in the show. Well, you <laughs> and a lot of college kids, because it was like, you might think that because he, that was famous so long ago, they wouldn't know who he was. Big draw. Big. Really? I was like, and I was like walking around trying to be like, how do you guys know him from what? And they were like, oh my God. So he was, he was quite popular amongst college kids. Work. And then this, number one, you can't resist finishing the rest of these lyrics. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. Raised in the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Yep, yep, yep. Of course. Of course. So we are proper 90s kids. We're proper 90s kids. We're Good proper bad. 90s kids. How long have we been recording for? Let me check. One hour and eight minutes. Oh, this is, we should stop. Yeah. Getting getting too. I'm going to hit stop recording. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Say goodbye. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Please rate and review if you haven't done that. Oh, wait, wait. I wanted to read you this one review. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's no, no, no. It's a good one. I hate Mateo. He's so annoying. Nope. It's a good, it's a good one. Okay. So I'll check in on these like every now and then. And this one definitely caught my eye. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Incredible content. Energy amazing. I found this podcast recently as a fan of Mateo's. And now I also love Emma too. Anyway, one episode and I was hooked. I started on Wasp Culture, which I highly recommend as a starting place. Now I'm back. Now I'm going back and listening to all the episodes. When the hosts say something I disagree with, I almost always feel a sense of curiosity about it. I like that they bring the human element to their podcast by knowing they're not always right and by being their authentic self. This podcast exemplifies the idea that being together and enjoying your time doesn't necessarily equal being right. And they put that in quotes. Potential no listeners, please note the internalized misogyny and patriarchal lenses applied to some of these other reviews. So that's talking about other reviews that people have given, right? That were, that were misogynistic? I don't know what I hadn't I haven't really read the view. So basically they're saying like if you read the reviews and there was a bad one, put the consider that. Um 
God, but but patriarch, they, how? And then he says, uh, plus, if people contribute to Patreon inside the closet, you can get updates and new sound equipment. Win, 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 win. Like, please support the Patreon. And then he gives it one star, or he or she or what? Them. Yeah. So I don't know if it was uh, an accident because I was re- I saw the one star review, one star, and then I saw this long thing. So I was like, that's why I read it because normally I'll be like, okay, I want to see. Because if it's something that we can really incorporate, then I want to. Then I really want to hear it, right? So I was like, okay, one star. So it, it started <laughs> off. I kept waiting. Like I, I earned that star. I found this podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We got that. What, what are we gonna do to get five? <laughs> I found this podcast recently as a fan of Mateo, and then I'm expecting him or them to be like, fuck the rest of it. But it just kept on going on. Really nice, interesting. It was well really nice. Out. Really What's nice. The name. Um, the name is Jules Nan. So thank you. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. N A N. So thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. And then I was, so I was like, one star. Yeah. What do we got to do? <laughs> and then, yeah, that's what. But you know, it is what it is. Well. Emma, it's fun to do a, a sexist, misogynist, yes, yes. patriarch fulfilling. No, 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 no. They were saying consider the lens of other some other reviews about that. If some I reviews understand. might, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Like it. Thank subscribe. you guys so much. We appreciate you. Bye.